parents and educators. Frustrated with traditional education? I was. My name is Michelle Person and I am a master educator with over 20 years of experience in the field. Rewoke, Rewriting Our Kids Education podcast is an opportunity for me to share what I have learned with you. Join me each week as we discuss a different aspect of education and find ways to make learning engaging and culturally relevant for our kids. Rewoke is available on all popular podcast platforms. It's 2022. What you gonna do? What plans do you all have to develop a culture of literacy in your homes? Have you added to your vision boards or New Year's resolutions that you need to make more frequent trips to the library? Do you need to make sure that you're buying more books for yourself and your children? Have you added that your children need to see you reading more in the homes? Are you making sure that you are getting books that represent black people, black culture, black experiences? All of these things I'm talking about is dealing with socialization. What we are making sure we are having our families and our communities immersed in, what they are around, what they are seeing consistently day in and day out. That's what we're going to be talking about today on this episode of Real Reading Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Reading Talk. I am your most gracious host, Miss Sasha. And with Real Reading Talk, I discuss the real systemic issues that are at the very core, the very foundation as to why there are low levels of literacy in the black community and the ways in which we can combat these issues together. And I welcome you. Oh, my goodness. We are in 2022, y'all. All right. And I know, folks, y'all got y'all uh, creative vision boards. Um, you got your New Year's resolutions popping. You made your intentions. You know, folks, I've been seeing where folks are saying, hey, look, I don't want to say New Year's resolutions. I'm going to make intentions to do this and that. And that's right. I, I, hey, I get it all. You know, if whatever it is, if you're trying to make intentions to be better um, in wherever, whatever aspects of your life you need to improve upon, please make sure you are doing that daily. So we're going to get right on to, into rather, the topic at hand today. All right. And so this topic is something that I thought would be really great, especially to start uh, the new year off with. And this is something that, again, a lot of the different things that I talk about in each of my episodes, they're all going to be related. Uh, so those of you who are newcomers, I hope that you've listened to uh, my previous episodes and those who are my regular listeners. I thank you so much. I thank everybody for joining me. And I hope that you all make sure that you are taking notes. For my newcomers, I make sure that I tell you all to have a notebook and some pens because I want you all to gain benefit and not just listen to this information. This is about taking action. This is about empowerment. And this all, this, all of these episodes, again, is focused on us trying to develop that culture of literacy in the black community, period, point blank. 
All right. And again, real talk. Okay. I'm being unapologetic about stuff. Period. Because that's how we get things done. This is how we make moves for real when we address the issues in a real way. No sugarcoating, no chaser. And so I want to talk about socialization, right? And so the definition of socialization, uh, when you go to, I just Googled definition of socialization, is the process of learning to behave in a way that is acceptable in society. All right. So the thing is, is that we have to think about, well, what do we feel is acceptable? Okay. So that those things are determined by the people who are in that community who share the same experiences, the same culture, same background. And I got what prompted me to talk about this subject was because I was reading again, and I'm almost done with the book, by the way, but this is a book that I'm definitely going to continue referencing, The Developmental Psychology of the Black Child by Dr. Amos N. Wilson. And there was a segment in here where he talked about a study that was done by a man named Uday Parikh. I believe I'm saying his name correctly. But this study was done, or it was like a a paradigm that was created, rather, um, talking about people who come from impoverished backgrounds. And so one of the things that he created in talking about this particular paradigm is that first, when you have an impoverished community and you're trying to figure out, well, what is going on in that community? Why is this community dealing with whatever it is, uh, the, the situation that they're dealing with as to why they're impoverished, right? And so first, he talked about the social system. And so the social system, again, is about socialization. So it's what do you see your community being immersed in? What do they deem as being important? What is around them? All right. What are they seeing on a daily basis? And he said that aspect comes first. Then you have what is called the motivation and the value patterns. So the motivation, simply put, what it is that you're going to want to do, what you're going to be motivated to do. All right. Then next comes the behavior. So your behavior is going to be the outcome because of first the socialization, the social system, and then the motivation part, and then your behavior. And the whole point of this particular paradigm that was created was that he was saying the social system has to be there first. The socialization is first, not the motivation, the socialization. So And breaking this down into terms to where we all can understand a little bit more and where I'm going with this. So I gave it. So I wrote down some examples. Right. So so you think about where you have, uh, you know, and and this can happen. And this is not necessarily uh, even in low income communities when it comes in reference to the black community. This is the ideology that we see a lot of times, even in middle class. What we what we say is middle class, and I'm just you know using those terms because these are the terms that we're used to using. So you have a lower class, meaning what lower income, right? So you're talking about communities where you don't uh, have a lot of home ownership, 
You have people living in communities where it's a lot of abandoned homes, low literacy, okay? And so where you have the communities who have these different issues, a lot of times you see a high interest in material things. And just like I started to say too as well, you have people who are in middle-class communities as well who take interest in material things, always focusing on, okay, I got to get the latest car or I got to get the latest purse or I got to get these latest shoes. You know, you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy some red bottoms. I'm about to go buy a Gucci belt, Prada, Prada belt, Birkin bags. Okay, so these are the things in which we see, and in particular in the black community, this is the social system that has been created when it comes to being successful, when it comes to being somebody who has things. All right, so this is the social system. And so, but the whole point, again, that I'm making is that we have to begin to change our socialization, change our social system. Because where do we actually get that from in terms of wanting to get all of these different name brands and making that a focus or, you know, every time a new uh, iPhone comes out for those of you iPhone users, you feel like you got to get the next level iPhone. Just like, for example, when I was substituting in a, a school that's in the inner city of Cleveland and I was in a classroom full of elementary uh, students. They were like eight, nine years old, seven, eight, nine years old. And I remember I had my old iPhone that I purposely was not upgrading because I said it still worked. I didn't care if it was the newest iPhone out at that time. I still was going to hold on to my iPhone. And I'll never forget, you know, some of the kids, excuse me, were coming to me and they noticed my phone and they were like, uh, Miss Aisha, why do you got that phone? You know, no, first, first they like, let me see your phone. So that, that was like the main focus. Let me see your phone. Why do you got that phone? Uh, because it works. <laughs> I can still talk on it. I can text on it. I can use it, you know, for the internet or, you know, any, whatever function I need to, that is, you know, able to be used for, it still is fine. And until it starts to break down, which it eventually did, because y'all iPhone users, y'all know how iPhones get, it gets to a point where they make you have to upgrade. You're like, dang, man, I wasn't trying to go get the newest iPhone, you know. But anyway, I digress. And so basically that told me, look at what they're focusing, they're so, what they're being socialized to focus on. But these are kids who a lot of them were struggling with reading. I mean, and when I say a lot of them, I'm talking about majority of the classroom. I'm not talking, you know, this is a classroom that was full of like about 25, 30 kids. And majority of them needed some assistance with reading. But you can best believe they were focused on the type of iPhone that I had. Or you'll hear conversations about, oh, yeah, you know, my mama, you know, she going to get me, you know, this, uh, these Gucci uh, shoes, you know, or, you know, I'm going to get, you know, the new Air Jordans. I'm going to get, you know, this new particular this, that and the third. And I'm like, wow. 
And one of the things that I would do when I would hear a lot of conversations like this, I would ask them, I say, you know, y'all, are y'all making sure y'all asking your parents for some books? You know, you got some, you know, they'll try to, you know, oh, you know, yeah, I may, you know, I can get a book or whatever the case may be. It's like, you know, they'll try to act like, oh, yeah, 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 you're right. I need to ask for a book. But, but yeah, but like I was saying, back to that Gucci conversation, back to that Prada conversation. And again, how do you have these young children focused on these material things, but yet and still they're struggling with reading? Because it goes back to what I was explaining before. The socialization, the social system has to be created first. Then the motivation happens next. You're motivated to get or to be immersed into what the system around you has told you is important. And that's what we need to be focusing on in terms of changing what we believe as a community, as black folks, what's important. I'm not on here to tell you or be in your pockets and say what you can spend money on, what you shouldn't spend money on. But what I am here to say is that we need to address these real issues that is in our community as to why we are struggling with something that is needed, that is the the very core, very foundation of learning, which is reading. If you cannot read on a level, not just, I don't like just the proficient level. We need to be on an advanced level. We come from a history of people where literacy was a part of their social system. We're talking about our African ancestors. We're talking about people who were, uh, where, where books were worth more than gold. Obviously, the social system, the socialization was about education. That was something that was considered of high value. And it's still considered high value. It's just that, again, when you're talking about what I always mention, which is the very core of why we're dealing with these issue, issues, which is the false notion of white supremacy. See, when you let folks come in and tell you what should be important to you, what you should be thinking about is your goals and what you should be getting, then that's when your motivation changes and then your behaviors dictate that. So now it's all about, oh man, I got to make sure I'm working these extra hours so I can get this Birkin bag. Or I have to make sure that I'm working these extra hours. Or I have to make sure, not, not even, let me, let me say this, it ain't even just about working a nine to five. As we know, this is why we've had, you know, the issues of drug dealing in our communities. Because folks were what? Thinking that, oh my God, I got to have the chains. I got to have the bling bling. I got to have these diamond studs. I got to have, you know, this new bag, these new shoes. I got to look this certain kind of way. That's what's more important. I remember a time when they had those shows like, a, what was it called? Yo, Yo MTV Cribs or something like that, where they have those shows where they would go inside. Once again, you know, that's just another, that was just another exploitive way of trying to show black people 
you know, look, looking like, you know, look, look at these, you know, these buffoons, you know, here it is. All they talk, all they want to just showcase and show off all of their trinkets. And you have black folks subscribing to it who are lining up to, to, to have cameras all up in their house showing a TV in each room. You know, I remember seeing one, one of those episodes from before where somebody literally, they had put diamonds in the freezer like ice cubes and then dropped them in their drink. I mean, just stuff that literally you're looking like this is just totally outrageous. Are you kidding me? All right. And so, again, like I said, it's about the aspect of us rethinking about what it is we are going to socialize you know, our families around, you know, what are we going to show them that's important? But if they don't understand, number one, where that attitude in terms of why we are focusing on those things, where did that come from? Then we'll just keep going along and just going along and not trying to change anything. And it won't be a thing of which where you are looking at, okay, I have to make sure that my children are being educated. I have to make sure that their reading is up to par. That's my responsibility as their parent or grandparent or caregiver of sort. That's our job. We can't think that we're supposed to just send our children to these schools and say, oh, okay, you you guys do the work. Because look at at what we're dealing with now. Y'all see what's going on across this country. We've gone back to remote learning, at least for the first week of school. And I'm quite sure I won't be surprised if they decide that it'll go to remote learning or even hybrid learning for the rest of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if they're doing that. So your children, again, our children are going to be at home. Which is an opportunity. I'm looking at it as a blessing. This is an opportunity for us to make sure that we are seizing the moment anytime that we can to make sure that we are changing the social system of our community. And it starts in the home. We have to make sure that we are taking those frequent trips to the library. We have to make sure that we are getting books for our children that represents primarily black people, black culture, black experiences, black authors, black uh, illustrators. And we should also make sure they're learning about other cultures as well. These are the things that we have to make sure that we're doing on a consistent basis. We have to change the mindset, change our social system. Just like a person can uh, consistently uh, inundate you with things that are not healthy. Well, how do you change that? Well, you have to undo it. You have to now change that around and say, you know what, now I'm, about, now I'm about to inundate you with things that are healthy. I'm about to make sure that we are having read-alouds frequently in our homes. If you can't read aloud to your child, then you make sure that you are uh, asking one of your other children to do the read-aloud for that night. Or just simply going to my YouTube channel, Reading is Freedom where you can find a plethora of read-alouds. And you can just have me or my children read aloud to your babies. So again, like I said, uh, you know, we we have to literally uh, change the mindset, change our idea of 
what we are socializing our children and ourselves around. So modeling reading to our children. Our children should see us reading. When they see us, they shouldn't always see us on our phones or on our laptops. And if we are on our phones, we could be reading on our phones. Whatever it is that you're reading, read it to your kids. Say, you know what? I got this article. Y'all listen to this real quick. You know, this is some information that I found. These are things in which we can, we do that so that again, in their mind, they're saying, okay, reading is very important here. It's extremely important. It's of high value. We come from a history of literacy where literacy has always been of high value. Scholarship, learning, learning from other people, understanding that in order for mastery to occur, you have to study. You have to constantly be in study mode. Those are the things in which we should be socializing our communities around. When I'm talking about our communities, for those of you just coming in on the podcast, I'm talking about the black community first, unapologetically. And this is where we need, this is one of our goals that I hope that we are uh, trying to do for 2022. All right, you all. And again, that has been episode 10 of season two of Real Reading Talk. I hope that you all gained much benefit and enjoyed that episode of Real Reading Talk. And speaking of Real Reading Talk and literacy and Black folks, I'm also a pre-K through fourth grade reading tutor. So if you're looking for a reading tutor for your child that is struggling with comprehension, fluency. They're struggling with continuing to be focused, paying attention while they're reading, staying on task, spelling, writing, grammar, punctuations. I can help your child. And guess what? I make sure that our children get reading passages that talk about Black people, Black culture, Black experiences. And they also learn about a young black entrepreneur and they get a financial literacy term. Because as you will see, my reading tutoring sessions is not just about getting them to pass the reading tests. It's literally linked to their empowerment, their freedom. Also, I am the founder of our nonprofit organization, ABC Read, our mission is to develop and nurture a culture of literacy in black and underserved communities. We do this by giving away new and gently used books that represent primarily black people, black culture, black experiences. And we make sure we're getting books written primarily by black people and illustrated by black people. We also have reading events as well. And we also give away healthy foods to our residents in the city of Cleveland. And you can help us continue with our mission and fulfilling our mission by going to our website, abcread.org. Click on that donate button today. We appreciate any donations that you are able to give. And I would love to leave you all with 
what I uh, typically like to say at the end, which is the quote and a couple of books that I've been reading myself. So first, I'll start with the book, The Developmental Psychology of the Black Child. Yes, I'm still reading that book. I've also uh, started back up reading the book, two books rather, Midnight by Sister Soldier. I know for my Sister Soldier fans out there, y'all already know what Midnight is about, okay? Just an, an excellent, uh, you know, fiction book. I'm not a fiction book person. I'm primarily into nonfiction, but every so often when I do get that fiction, I love going to the Sister Soldier Midnight uh, series. Also, um, I'm reading Raising Free People. I believe her name is Akila. Can't remember her last name. Oh my goodness, y'all. But look up Raising Free People, okay? So she, her and her uh, husband uh, talk about their homeschooling journey, um, being black parents, and how liberating it has been for her children and for her and her husband. And the quote is by, the quote goes like this. For me, literacy means freedom for the individual and for the society, LaVar Burton. All right, you all take care and remember to please keep reading for at least 30 minutes a day. Peace.